Hey everyone and welcome to the episode 2 of the e-learning guys. My name is Nate Jorge Dumin and joining me is David Charney. Hi Dave. Hello Nate. What's up? How are you sir? I'm very good, very good. How are you doing? Uh, still good and still busy, like the last time we spoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's our default. We're, we're busy and we've got Thanksgiving coming up uh, here pretty yeah. soon. So all of our timelines get very compressed and then towards the end of the year again. So <sighs> then January we can breathe again. Yes, yes. Actually, the, the, the start of the January is quite, quite, uh, quite nice, I think. I think everyone is like on a on a on a low level, just just starting to boot up, you know. <laughs> right. Well, and it's so cold that uh, everything's slower here. Yeah. Usually we have uh, snow by then, so um, yeah, slow and cold. Yep. So, have you seen the new articulate products? I I have wandered past them. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Articulate 360 is uh, out, uh, which actually combines many products and the new subscription model. So we moved from the product pricing to the yearly price. Let, let's just explain wh- which products are included. So we have the new storyline. Uh, we have a new review tool, uh, a new responsive uh, design tool uh, called Rise, uh, Studio, which was there before, Peak, uh, new tool f- for recording the s- s- short screencasts, uh, Replay, which was uh, also here before, and uh, Prezo for iPad. After this short list, we can jump back to the uh, new subscription model. Uh, which is uh, so six hundred dollars for the existing customers per year, and for the new customers is thousand uh, uh, dollars per year. And of course, existing customers it means the first year is six hundred, and then you go up to the one thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are your thoughts about the the new pricing models? I think I think it's pretty reasonable. I uh, you know we. My, my company has, you know, a number of, of copies of, of – we've had a number of copies of Storyline and Studio and all these things. And so uh, to, to, A, kind of spread that cost out a, a bit more and have all access to all the products because you never know when you're going to need something, mm-hmm. um, as long as the products are, you know, continuously updated or updated at regular points, um, you know, the continuous – continuous pain to have all accesses, I think it's very valuable. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of the pro- promise of, of, of uh, this subscription model, that, that, the, that the things can be updated regularly, you know, and uh, you, like you said, everything is in a nice big package because uh, I had a situation that I needed studio for something and I just quickly used the, the, the trial version. But I can definitely, you know, use it now with confidence if I had to do some, I don't know, some legacy projects, updates, or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. It is a bit more, um, but uh, I'm I'm quite used to the subscription model because um, in the App Store, Apple's App Store, uh, this has been an ongoing trend already. Uh, so you have like subscription models for actually applications are moving even more in the, this direction this year. 
I, I think I, ha I have Todoist, for example, which is a subscription model uh, project manager. Um, and I don't mind. I think I think if it enables the author of the software to produce better updates and b better products for us that we use pr as pro professionals, not like uh, not like in the afternoon. I think that's good because yeah. you want the best tool that's possible out there, and uh, I I don't mind the, the price increase. No, no, it, it doesn't bother me. And you know, like Adobe Cloud, you know, they they went to this system, and it's just nice to have it available. And um, and I, I think it'll work out uh, very well, especially as you know they come out with new things, just to kind of have them available, to have them yeah. in our toolkits, uh, our e-learning toolkits will be nice. Yes, exactly. Should we just uh, explain a bit what are the apps, and then we can focus on the storyline, which is, of course, our bread and butter. Yep, that sounds fine. So, have you have you played with Rise uh, in any way? Uh, just a little bit. I've I've certainly seen a lot of people uh, out in the community uh, publishing stuff with it. Yeah, uh, I've not. I have opened it and I have clicked around a little bit, um, but I've that's all I've I've had time to do. It looks. I like. Uh, I like how it looks. I, I, I do worry a little bit uh, over time as more features are added that I will kind of want storyline and rise to be the same thing eventually. But um, <laughs> but it looks it looks like a neat product and it looks very slick on uh, different devices. Yeah, I think it's a great option to have if you if you come to a a, a project that. Has these needs, you know, that doesn't have, doesn't need the uh, interactions and so on, and that it requires a responsive design. Uh, I think it's a it's a great tool to have. Yeah, yeah, and I, I am looking forward to exploring it a little bit more, and uh, you know, like we always do, try to try to push what it can do, and uh, you know, just yeah. continue to see what the community comes out with. Yeah, yeah. Although with Rise, I I have. I have doubts, you know, you, that that you can really push it like you can do it storyline because it has so many more options to do stuff. Yeah, and and it is there's a constraint to the way it obviously uh, its tools. I almost feel it's like it's like engage for HTML5. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of it's in a way it's fill in the blank and yeah, you know, uh, set the things the way you want it set. Um, but that said, uh, always like to figure out ways around that. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so we'll see what what comes out. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so Studio has been updated. Uh, I honestly haven't uh, tested any of it because it's really not my tool. Uh, but basically, it's more polished uh, with a bit new, more features and better export to, to HTML5. Um, and then we come to the new app called Peak. A uh, Peak is available for Windows, right? I I don't know because you because you because you, 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 you're the Windows guy here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've not played around with it. I don't know. Let me let me check. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. All of these are for for Windows. So Peak, but Peak is also for for available in the Mac on the Mac. And yeah, it, it enables you a quick recordings of uh, your screen and uh, 
enables you to publish them quickly on, on, uh, on the Peaks website. And then you can share the link with others. Uh, I just recorded something, upload, just see what happens, two minutes. Yeah, a link to your screencast has been copied to your clipboard. Click to view. Yeah. And it uh, goes directly to the recording with my name. And it, it goes directly in the review tool. So now um, I have uh, this recording here. And you can add comments in the, re in the re review tool. Um, Very cool. Yeah. I think it's super handy. Uh, and there's, uh, I think at this point we can mention another uh, lovely Easter egg that uh, uh, community has found. That if you if you go to the review tool on the Articulate website, you have an option to upload video because you cannot do it from the Peak uh, program. It's just there's no, no there's no option. You can upload the video. It so it uploads it, and then you can export to LMS. Uh, at which point you select if you want uh, SCORM uh, or TINCAN or AICC. And then a really neat, 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 neat option is you can, you can uh, define at which percentage when the video is viewed, the course or this video is marked as completed. So you can say if at least 80% of the video has been viewed, mark it as completed. And uh, I think that's super handy if you have some short videos that the client wants to have in their uh, in their uh, LMS. You have an you have an ability to do that directly from the review with very minimal minimum work and uh, a nice wrapper. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great uh, feature. That's a a great thing you can do. Uh, yeah, like you said, to take a, a simple video and uh, you know actually be able to uh, you know make sure people are getting through it and. Um, and everything like that, but that's yeah. uh, it's pretty slick. Yeah, otherwise Peak is not, I don't see it as, uh, as the same tool as the, it's not the same tool as, as Replay, I wanted to say, because uh, it's mm -hmm. really meant that you quickly record something and upload it, and then you can share it with others. Because uh, Replay is meant more for, you know, the, the, the planned screencast that you put in Storyline, or, or I, I also think in Studio. Um, but this, this is more like about five or maybe seven years ago, I used Jing from, uh, I don't know which company I forgot. It was very similar. You quickly recorded something and I uploaded it and it was great for just short tutorials, you know, uh, like my mom asking me how to do something in Gmail, just record it, send it, you know, <laughs> that's it. Yep. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I think at this point we can, we can, um, just stay here because we were in the review tool actually, and the review tool is uh, actually a big addition to the storyline. Uh, you you can now up upload the course directly from a, from the storyline. When you publish, you can say directly it it can it it should go to the review tool. It uh, goes there. You have the link, um, and uh, your clients can comment on each and every slide, and you can have a better smoother uh, conversation about the fixes that need to be made. I think this is great because I, I have been using the review my e-learning for some projects now. Uh, you know, the big one with all the translations I mentioned in the in the previous episode. And it, it's been fine, but I, it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be hard for them after this update. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, 
we've we've talked to, at at Illumin, my my company, about that a little bit because we've got you know a, a number of people that work on projects and a number of different uh, clients who need to you know review and give us feedback and uh, a lot of times we use uh, there's a d- couple different methods we use based on the, the type of project but uh, a lot of times we use like s- shared spreadsheets and things like that and um, so we definitely one of our next projects we want to uh, try this out and, yeah. and see what the response is mm-hmm. see how it kind of works into our process I, I'm not I I think uh, I, I want to ask you if you if you know for sure maybe if I remember correctly, the review tool works so you invite someone, but they uh, need to create the articulate uh, ID in order to access it. Do you know anything about that? I believe that's right. I've not played around with it a whole lot, but um, just in playing around a little bit, I, I think so. That's um, I was a bit bummed by that because I would prefer to have a public link if it's possible. Because I I can I can already see my clients not being able to create the ID because I don't know, because uh, they're just not so they're they're, they're not good at the computers. <laughs> yeah, well, it becomes a technical hurdle, and yeah. you know, they I know our clients. Uh, you know, e-learning is often a, an extra step to their everyday and. They're already wearing a lot of hats, and to make sure that all works out, uh, yes, <laughs> you know, a- any other thing is like something you got to do. So, um, yeah, y- you know, it'd be it'd be great to just send out a-, a link. Although, for us, I know a number of our projects, we've got a lot of NDAs and stuff, and to kind of m- make sure they're not uh, available uh, sometimes is important. Yeah, of course, of course. I just, I'm just a bit sad that it, there's no option to <laughs> to have a, a public version. Well, if they put everything in, in the, this version, then they yeah. not have any reason to come out with new versions. So now they do. <laughs> yes, true story. Uh, cool. So yeah, review tool, a great addition. I think it, it's, it, I think it will be super handy. And I'm also looking forward to try uh, this on the next project. Um, then we come to, yeah, well, replay is replay. And then Prezo, which is an app for the iPad. Uh, you haven't played with it, right? No, I've only seen a couple things about it. Yeah, I did. And, um, I'm, I'm really not sure well when I would use it because it doesn't export to directly to video. I, I don't think so. Just, just let me open it. Prezo. Okay. So I opened it. Now you can you can you can draw on it, you know, mm-hmm. and and then when you record, you can still draw. Uh, so it records the sound and the screen. Um, you can use a highlighter. You can erase. Highlighter is like uh, just to point at something. It doesn't draw. Um, and then you have the ability to stop, upload. Let me sign in to see what happens. My password is randomly generated, and it's horrible. <laughs> so I guess it's safe, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> trust me? You would not guess that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Just give me a few seconds. <laughs> uh, so upload, test, upload. Exporting your preso to video. Okay, so exporting to video. Preparing upload. 
uh, okay, it can take several minutes, of course, if it's a big upload successful, link copy, copy to clipboard, view on 360, but I, I, this should now be in the review tool, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's already here, the page has uh, refreshed itself, that's nice, let me click, the recording is here, video is not super high resolution, maybe, maybe just this preview here, uh, but yeah, you can, uh, you can, you know, you can make, I guess, uh, whiteboard animations on the fly. So you draw and you explain. Well, very cool. I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out. Yeah, and it goes directly in the review tool. So, it's, so it seems like the review is m more than just, you know, re reviewing storyline. It seems that it's a combination of storyline, projects, and videos. Yeah. Well, very cool. All right, and you can... Yeah, what about the next slide? I think, where's the next slide? It just exported the first slide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll work that out. Yeah, yeah, we worked it out. We worked it out. Oh, yeah, so so this is Prizo. Interesting. Not sure with, with that I will use it, but, uh, you know, just... Good to know it's there in case it comes up. Yeah, and, and, it's, it's, and you can still use it as a standalone video which is, of course, handy. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can share, duplicate your name, download, and or export to LMS. Now, if you download, you get the nice MP4 video. All right. And now, uh, Dave, we come to the big story. Storyline. Storyline. So, <laughs> how are you happy with all the updates to the storyline? Well, uh, and I, I've told you this, I'm a Storyline 1 guy, I'm always going to be a Storyline 1 guy, so no comment. <laughs> no, yeah. um, One forever. Yeah, no, I, th this was the first thing I wanted to take a look at, being mm -hmm. a pretty heavy Storyline developer, and, yeah. and a lot of what we do at work is Storyline-based, so I wanted to see all the cool new things, and um, slightly underwhelmed with them. Um, exactly my thoughts, yeah. I uh, there were some things that I was hoping for, um, both in like you know, a it would help uh, with the development cycle and everything. B it just would be really cool to have because it would open up some creative freedoms. I think, um, but not not a whole lot in the in the new features. Um, certainly some cool things in there though. Um, but uh, again, with the with their new subscription model and everything, as they come out with new stuff, which you know, hopefully we'll see some new stuff, uh, newer stuff soon. At least I'll have uh, access to it. Yep, yep. I think the the big, um, you know, the the I guess the the anticipation was when the number when the three comes out, it will be a big update. And uh, as we see now, they were working on a big update, but of everything, not just storyline. That's why I think, I, I, at least for now, it didn't get the big attention that I think it deserves. Uh, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure it will um, will have more and more features, and also the features we are missing. I'm sure they're yeah. I'm sure they're working on stuff, and but you know to get this. To get this out, they weren't going to not uh, have anything new in storyline. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, it, is, it was a big, you know, this was a huge transition to move everything to subscription model, oh, yeah. to, to have extra apps, to update existing apps. This was big. 
And uh, so I, I can understand the situation and uh, understand that uh, uh, all the attention couldn't be on the storyline. Um, but uh, I'm very hopeful for the future. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, not a lot of features, so had, had a good chance to uh, play around with them a little bit too uh, before this. So yeah. um, should be a good conversation. Uh, yeah, but the, the, I think the big story with the storyline is um, revamped HTML5 engine, if I may say so. Yes, that's very helpful to be able to either have, uh, well, I guess what can you have? You can have uh, either the, what you have now, which is Flash uh, default and then HTML5 when uh, it's warranted, or you can switch those around and put HTML5 first. Yeah. You can publish just to HTML5, and you can publish just to Flash mm-hmm. uh, for all those people that want it just to Flash. All those people that live in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, but I really like that there's an option to have HTML5 first and then fla- a Flash for backup, which is great for having older computers around. Yeah, and with you know the direction that like Chrome and some of these browsers are going, where you have to kind of ina- you know eventually either they'll get rid of it, you can't even use it at all. But um, yeah. you know to have to click a button sometimes to uh, to launch it, and and even uh, e- even publishing just locally to see uh, what you've done in Storyline in some of the browsers, you have to yeah. Actually, go to Macromedia's website, which I haven't done about forever, and go to their Flash tools and and allow your anything in the C drive to be, you know, to be visible. Yeah. Um, to be able to just publish to HTML5 is uh, is fantastic because I know most of our clients are going to be looking at it in HTML5 now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think I think most of them expect it to be in HTML5 and. Uh, uh, even even mentioning that Flash is for backup seems sort of weird to me. <laughs> but, of course, you can explain. Just in case you have older computers, we have this option. Yeah, yeah, we do, we do occasionally run into places where, due to other systems they might have in place, uh, the IT groups have not pushed new browsers. And so when yeah. you get into more complex interactions and things, Flash yeah. is really what's going to show up on those in those browsers and not html mm-hmm. html5 yeah i just had uh this reminds me i just had a conversation with uh, another colleague uh, that he had a situation where uh of course they had the storyline 2 version and it's flash and then html5 for backup and what happened was that uh when users opened the course the flash wanted to load but the IT department uh, disabled Flash uh, or crippled it in some way. So you would get, uh, you know, Flash disabled window uh, notification instead of switching it to the HTML5 version because it was loading Flash, but, it, uh, uh, you know, over that, it was like disabled window or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, which is a bad situation because you can't really fix that so my suggestion was just you know delete the story html rename story html5 to the main one 
and just use HTML5 and it, it will work fine. Yeah, this is a, a lot cleaner. And, and hopefully, too, you know, as time goes, we don't need two versions of this, of this no. stuff. And I know, I know for us, it's a big QA thing, you know. We have to review both two courses and A, make sure that everything is right in both of them, um, and, and B, make sure, you know, understand what the inconsistencies are in the slight variations in, in just the look and feel a little bit. Um, so, you know, the, I think, A, this is great because we can, um, it's a lot easier to output just to what we want without having to open up the hood and go go in there and make some, uh, you know, yeah. adjustments to the HTML. Um, but I think also it will lead to people just publishing more to the HTML5 format. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, but you you mentioned checking two versions. I I, I have a feeling I it has not been tested <laughs> that uh, this uh, should be much better now. I I, I expect uh, the both versions to be consistent, or at least much less inconsistent. That that's very true. I'm you know some of that is because over time. Yeah, originally Storyline didn't. I don't think they had a very good HTML5 or HTML HTML output. Yeah. Um. And they've they've fixed that. I feel they've just fixed that. Um. But you know, there's still. I know sometimes, you know, pushing what you can do in Storyline. Sometimes your triggers will run at. One trigger will run before another, and in Flash it looks fine, but in HTML, you get odd results. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you've run into that, but um, and I have not run into that too often. But occasionally, like I did this game thing where this thing rotates and um, stuff comes up on screen in HTML5. It uh, well, it didn't do any of that because um, it was running the. I had to change the position of a trigger because there was a mm-hmm. the way it. Uh, you know, ran through the the triggers and ultimately all the code that's going on under the hood um, didn't quite work right. So we always have to double check that stuff uh, to make sure our our, mm-hmm. our solutions are look good for our clients. So um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the motion paths have a few updates. Um, you can name the paths now, which is. Uh, like we spoke before in, in the offline, that it's like super small, stupid feature, but <laughs> so handy and so so yeah, very helpful. Oh yeah, when when you have more than one, it's just you need it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a, a path one, two, three, four, and it's you get lost quickly. Right, or you just delete the whole thing and start over, so you can try to build them in the order that you need them. Yeah, but now just name them and have an Excel file with all the path one is this and path two right. is this, or two or three Excel files. I mean, it gets complicated. Yeah, sure. Um, but another great, great, great thing is uh, rotate the objects around the axis, uh, which is have I shown you my car moving? Uh, I have seen that, yeah. That's great. Uh, just just to explain to the listeners, I had a project where the car had to drive on, on this map. And of course, car had to rotate uh, like the road was, uh, uh, like the curves were um, drawn there. Uh, and it was impossible to do that in Storyline uh, until now. 
Uh, so the only solution was to create GIFs of each movement of the car and then import them and play them and then fix all the GIF problems that were caused by Storyline upon that. Uh, but yeah, it worked. But uh, now <laughs> this would be much easier to do. Yeah. <laughs> Just click a button. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. D draw the, the path and click a button. Yeah. That. Um, you know what really uh, uh, I would I would really like one thing with the motion paths to to be able to set the 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 exact position of the end object of the so yeah so the end position actually yeah of the movement you know so it's not just something you drag with the mouse and uh, it's fine there um, I think you can. Uh... I'd have to double check this, but I think you can hold down control or something. I think yes. you have to click on it and hold down control and you can get the pixel you, adjustment. You're correct. If you uh I think it's is it maybe shift or control? I'm not sure. I think it's, it's control. Yeah, it's one of those. And I then it just probably... you, you can use the arrows and position the end pos end position. Um but with 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 the car, I'm thinking about the car example because I had I you know I had movements uh, that were sequential. So after car moved the first part, then it had to move from the first part to the second part. And uh, right. I'm not. Yeah, of course. Okay, with motion pads, I wouldn't need you know ten cars. I can have That's one right. car and additional motion pads. Yeah, which of course changes the situation. Yeah, which you yeah. can name. Yeah, I can uh, name. <laughs> I, I I wish you could, um, you know how you can put an object on screen, do a motion path, it'll show you the object where it is uh, initially, mm -hmm. and you have to click on the little box, whatever it is, to see where it's going to end up. Yeah. And I can do a reverse path direction, which is great, but I wish I could, n now the end point is what I see on screen, Um and I have to click on it to see where the start point is. And I wish I could switch those because sometimes I'll build something and I'll be like, boy, it'd be a lot easier for me to know where that new starter end position is if I reverse the path yeah. um, when I'm not clicked on it. Uh, so I, I kind of wish I could uh, or, or see them both at the same time when I'm yeah. not clicked on the object. Uh, that would be helpful. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. And I don't... I don't and and I don't think you can see uh, more objects than one at a time, right? Um, it, it, oh, you mean like... Uh, With all the motion paths and end positions. I don't think right. so. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, that, that's why sometimes it's really hard. If you have two objects and, 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 they're in the, and they are moving and then they should end on the same position, uh, I think it's quite hard to you know, pinpoint that. Well, and I wish you could paste, you know, uh, copy and paste positioning. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's some programs I use that, that can do that. And also, I, I think, I, I can't remember, I don't know if this new version, can you paste in place yet or does it always still paste it ah, slightly? Slightly off? five right and five down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that, sure. But yeah, so yeah, I know what you mean. Um. Just those tiny, those little fine tune, tuning that you need to do sometimes is a little bit uh, uh, difficult. Yeah. So, so here's the hope to uh, 
having more fine controls with the motion paths in the next update. Maybe in Storyline 361. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not going to be called that. <laughs> no? Oh, well, all right. Um, cool. We have a new, a, 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 a few new triggers. Uh, there's an intersect trigger, which means when two objects collide, uh, which was actually impossible to do that in the in the previous version. Um, I was playing once with a with an with a way to. Uh, I had, you know, like at a carnival, you throw balls at at moving objects. Uh huh. Well, I I did that in Storyline Two actually. Just tried proof of concept, and the only way you could do that is just by timing everything, because mm -hmm. you couldn't you couldn't know which object contacted another object. So. I just, uh, you know, did the calculation. So after two and point, two and half second uh, objects in the middle, that's where it can be hit, and da 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 da, and it worked, and it worked. Uh, the design was never finished, but uh, the, the, it worked. Um, but you, <laughs> but you can do so much easier now. Yeah. It's a nice feature. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I could have a, I could have a car that has dirt all over it and use a motion path to drive it through a, a car wash. And when, it, when it's inside that car wash, uh, I could switch to another state where the car is clean. And what's nice about that is sometimes you can use motion paths and you know in like a game sort of situation where you don't always know when it's going to start or mm -hmm. end or anything yep. like that. Yep. Now to be able to, to have some of those reactions to things I think is, is valuable. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be, it's a, sm it's a small feature, but, you know, it brings up so many new options that I'm really excited to see what the community is going to come up with. Yep. Uh, so there's another one. When object enters the slide or object exits the slide. So this is literally like intersecting with the, you know, the non-existing non-existing space around the player, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's like when it hits the stage or when it leaves the stage. Yeah. Um, you know, we used to do that in Flash all the time. You know, we well back then you'd do things like have it disappear from existence. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things you could uh, you could do with that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure yet how to use this, but I'm I'm. I'm sure I'll, I'll figure out when I'll need to. I mean, did you have any examples? Um, well, I needed to play around with it, but I, I was interested in trying things like um, certain drag and drops and, and, and whatnot. See, I need to see where the edges are. Like, I, I haven't played around with... I, I, I suppose it's the zero, zero, or is it the edge of the object? So, mm -hmm. like, we used to do stuff in Flashware, but it was always the zero, zero. Um and to, you know, like in games, when in games, like when an object would hit the edge of the screen, you could have them react certain ways. Yep. Um, and I believe that's what this would allow me to do. And I've not played with it, but I, I guess it kind of depends on how it treats the object itself yeah. and the width of the object. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure we should test, but I, I, would, I would guess that uh, when it's really off, not 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 when the center hits, but maybe when the 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 full full object is off the screen, that might be 
um, how they envisioned it. Yeah, like um, I, I've been playing around a little bit with a um, like a little machine thing where this ball gets shot off this thing, mm-hmm. and um, what I did was when the ball flew off the screen, I had it jump to my next slide. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I didn't. It wasn't when the ball got to the end of the um, the uh, motion path. It was when it got to the edge of the screen. That's when it went to the next slide. And that uh-huh. allowed me to time things to the next slide better than this weird delay or having to adjust the, the motion path. But I'm sure there's about a billion things you can do with it that I, that uh, you know, when we see it, we'll go, oh, of course. Yeah, 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 that's definitely. I, or or when, we'll, when we will be in the situation when we, we will see that this is handy. Yep. Okay, I just, I, I, while you were speaking, I just created a super small test, and it looks like when the object is totally off the screen. Okay. Uh, that's when it triggers. Yes, totally. That's how you'd want it, so. Yeah, good. yeah, I would, that's how I would want it, yeah. All right, we, we solved that one. Um, yeah, there we have a dial interaction, so like a circular slider version. Sure. It will become. It will come handy. <laughs> yeah, I'm already seeing a lot of people uh, do some pretty cool things with it. Yeah, I saw the combination with the uh, with the intersect trigger. You know, just to mm-hmm. position something and shoot it out. Yep, and there's there's a lot of stuff you can do with like even like loading or or not loading. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like your progress, like a results screen, and being able to show how well you did. And, you know, it's just a nice visual way of presenting mm-hmm. certain things. So it's nice to have that. Uh, yeah, I don't have kind to. kind of round, uh, round scroll bar, if you will. Yeah, you don't have to work with, you know, million states or something. You could, the, so so, so the, 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 the slider and this new dial interaction are really... Really super handy because you can set all the all the steps. You know, do you need five? Okay, you have five. You need ten? You have ten. You know, you don't have to set thousands of states and fix everything every time. Um, it, it, it can be quite powerful if you're a bit creative. Yeah, I mean, we were doing some stuff with uh, the disabled American veterans um, to help them visualize range of motion. So, like, if your leg uh, can only move so far uh, in in the United States, you'd get a you know a percentage you know you'd be rated a percentage disability um and that's hard to visualize and what we had come up with before this dial is you know we'd have a slider bar so you'd move the slider bar back and forth Mm -hmm. um but a lot of the a lot of the um motions were kind of circular and so i could see Mm -hmm. uh you know connecting the dots even more and having them um instead of this kind of scroll bar at the bottom, which was kind of offset from the, the visual um, 3D anatomy that we had um, that showed the actual leg movement, um, to have a dial where you can just slide that back and forth, I think would would be a lot easier for someone who isn't as used to computers to, to really connect the dots yeah. in, in what, they're, yeah. what they're seeing. Yeah. There's, a, there's another... Just to throw this out there, um, there's another really, really cool option you can do with the slider is that uh, you make it invisible. And then you can, you know, 
make the user feel like they're maybe manipulating the object behind it. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, I did that with just some test examples, and it works works really, really great. Um, so I just, just to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I did that a little bit with the parallax guy thing I did. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's a little bit different, but, um, you know, with that, I, I, I made one object to be like this. I made the, um, what do you call it? The, the button you click yeah. and slide, um, <laughs> on the slide, right? image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know all terms for things. I just figure out how to use them. Um, I should read things sometimes and learn things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I kind of did that where, um, the, the, Highest most one was invisible, and um, but just using the variables, uh, I could you know make other things happen that you didn't expect to happen. Mm. Uh, just to let you know, uh, the, the 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 thing is called thumb, and uh, the slider, the long one, is trek. Ah, perfect. <laughs> now I know. Yeah, maybe I'll also remember now. <laughs> Uh, another nice thing in uh, the Store Enter 60 is the swipe options that we now have uh, when we export things, or, or actually that's a setting per slide, right? Uh, you can set if yeah. user can swipe on a touch screen uh, left and right. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. We had done a project once where we needed swipe on like an iPad, so what we did was we created a big box and with two little boxes off to the edges and when it was a basically they were invisible and it was a dragon mm-hmm. you know whenever you drag that box over the one on the right we would say move to the next slide mm-hmm. or back but the, the other problem was in flash or when you're on a pc it makes everything on screen unselectable um and so we had to have a different version for for uh the flash output because we knew that flash was going to be the output on the PC and HTML was going to be the output on the on the iPad in this case. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we were able to uh, we had to split it up, but now we could just use what they have, and um, and that's going to be pretty nice because uh, and also to be able to turn it off on certain slides. You know, if you got a big video and you don't want that the gestures to work, uh, to be able to turn that off would be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about the the the, the project and the the swiping uh, hack that you did. So I I'm uh, I'm imagining that you had to export two times and then just copy the the mobile folder or something like that. Yes. Yeah. We basically um, we output two versions. One version with the. I mean, these are just such hacks. But you know, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like it it made the project better and. So we dealt with the hacks, but yeah, we output two versions, one where we just hid the layers of the um, drag and drop, and um, then we just kind of replaced the the uh, the mobile folder, I think. Yeah, that's that's the HTML5 uh, folder. Yep. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> it worked great if you didn't r- realize we had to go through such lengths to get it to work. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And then you have a feeling that the, that the client doesn't really appreciate all the effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Wait, but uh, it took me forty yeah. hours yeah. to. But actually, that's good. That's that's actually good. If 
if if it seems so like part of the user experience that they don't think about it, then then I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I know what you mean. But uh, you you have uh, my my pet on the back, you know. So for this. Uh, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> that, that's why I sometimes feel with the car thing, you know, I show it to a client and I feel like, oh, man, you have no idea how tricky this was. <laughs> right. And then it's like, but oh, I look it's at nice. it and I go, wait, how did you? Yeah. How did? I, I don't understand. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the pat on your back then. Very, very nice. Nice job with that, especially with all the gifts and everything. Oh man, yeah, twelve different gifts, yeah. Uh, and while we're on the subject of gifts, I uh, I tried a gift in the new storyline, and uh, the same corruption of the gifts happens in the new version. So uh, hmm. my car it moves like in half of the speed. Um, so I, I guess I would still need to uh, you know switch those gifts out with my originals. So that's too bad. Mm. I, I have no idea why they do that. They just just leave it as they are. Yeah, I, you know that that parallax guy I was just talking about. Um, basically, I've got this little guy walking on screen, and it's just an animated GIF. Uh, and I did notice. I had to. I noticed certain programs would not work in Storyline very well, and I think when I output it through Photoshop. In their timeline, it did. So I, yeah, it's just very inconsistent. And I, I'd love it if you could at least s- set it to just use the original. That'd be nice. Yeah, just just one small setting. Leave it alone. <laughs> With check ah, the leave it alone button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I was also testing a video because I remember because I had a course with many videos so I was really I was I was really up to date with what's happening with videos in Storyline 2 and uh, it, I liked that when you export it to HTML that the HTML5 version if you say that you don't want the controls at the bottom of the player of the bottom of the video um, you still had controls in HTML5 because they were because they were native controls of that browser for the MP4 video, and I like that because you could have then a nice border around the video, you know, usually black. Uh, but now in in Storyline 360, this is sort of fixed in a sense because I hmm. I think it's it may, it totally matches the Flash version. When you say uh-huh. when you say there's no controls at the bottom, then there are no controls anywhere. And if you click on the video, uh, it pauses. And if you click again, it plays. And if you do it in HTML5, it's totally the same now. So it acts. So it's consistent, but not quite as consistent as you would like. Yeah, actually, I would like a version w- w- that you have controls, but that that. The, but the controls are not at the bottom of the video because their player is not really nice, um, you know. So you'd like a setting to use the browser, uh, the the native browser uh, yeah. video controls. Because now, when you, I think this ma'am, this this little feature might be new. Now, if you enable video uh, video controls, you 
clicking on the video does not pause the video. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I like the consistency, but I'm missing the option because now if you want controls, you can't have a nice border because you have this ugly player underneath. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I have to play around with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope there are some solutions to this, but uh, the first test was a bit, nah, too bad. Yeah. Well. Um, and then, then we come to the content library, which is a huge library. Well, maybe not huge, but big library of uh, uh, many different templates with many different uh, uh, slide designs that you can use uh, for your project or at least use as an inspiration and then you can change them up. Uh, and it's all it's all built in the, the storyline. So this is super handy. I haven't used it yet, uh, but I'm, I'm sure I will on some more, you know, general page turners. Yeah, I've, I've played around with it just a little bit. Uh, and yeah, it's nice. It's, uh, you know, for someone that... Uh for someone that isn't a designer that wants to throw stuff in there and and have it look nice, I, still from an instructional standpoint, from an educational standpoint, you'd have to kind of pick what you think works the best for the learning mm-hmm. uh, s- situation that that you're in. But um, but there's a lot to choose from, and and the screens look good. And and you know even though there's a, they've kind of um, grouped them into themes, but uh, even if you don't like something in your theme, there's different themes. While they've got similar layouts, the look and feel might be different enough that you can really just almost use it as a gallery to a design gallery to, to pick what, what looks the best. But you still have to kind of reanimate things, add transitions and things to make it work the way you want. You know, sometimes it might have kind of two buckets of information and you might need a third. So there's still a, an element of, of development that you'll have to do, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it gets you a, a lot further uh, than uh, just having a white screen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We spoke a bit about the export options and HTML5 first and so on, but what about the big responsive player? Well, the big responsive player... <laughs> That was your wish, if I understood correctly. That I so yeah, we do have more and more clients who want to see things on the phones on on a phone. You know, sometimes they want things on a phone, but they don't really need it on the phone. But sometimes there's situations where having it on the phone, having it on the PC, would be very nice. And uh, I liked the direction uh, Adobe Captivate was going. It's kind of a, a neat way to kind of adjust things. I just didn't think it worked very well. Um, and so to see, you know, in the little uh, uh, articulate teaser page that they had that gave a lot of statistics that kind of led you to think what might be coming, I was thinking responsive design would be on its way. And yeah. um, I didn't, I had some ideas as to how that might work. Um, but uh, yeah, not so much. Um, <laughs> uh, well, zero, I'd say. Yeah. I shouldn't say zero. They, they, th- what they do have is they have. If you are in a different device, it will change where the uh, controls are, like next, back, and the seek bar, whatever it's called. 
Yeah, and the menu, menu hides. Yeah, the the menu. Yeah, it'll adjust that now. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the um, the articulate uh, iPad app does a little bit, but um, but we don't speak about the iPad app because it's uh, it's it's like from yeah, the, yeah. from the previous century. Well, now I, I see it's automatically unselected now, so that's good. But um, <laughs> but that's not that's not what I think of when I think of responsive design, you know, because on my phone, it might fit the screen size, but no one's going to be able to read the text. You know, it's not going to be what it needs to be for someone to yes. have the experience that yeah. I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So uh, a bit let down on that. Um, uh, you know, that's basically what what it felt like. I, I was really hoping for that. Um, uh, and actually, when I opened up the program, you know, they've got the little buttons now, the little preview buttons in the top right um, that show little devices. So you can see, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. quickly preview yep. what it's going to look like in a different device. That's nice. Um, so I saw that and I thought, oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, but yeah, not not so much. Maybe... Storyline three sixty one or two or three. <laughs> I I have um <clears throat> I don't mind the lack of this. I usually tell my clients that these courses are meant for the bigger screens. And uh I I, I, I saw f- through some videos what Captivate is doing, but then there you actually have to create two versions if I understand correctly. Um They they do. Although if you create an object it's it's kind of like that. You create your screen. So like let's say I built something in, in Storyline and I wanted it to work on the phone. Um, I would select the smaller resolution and I could now move those objects on screen anywhere I wanted yeah. or even move them off screen so that when you do hit those different resolution sizes, it will you know, reposition, yeah. relay out what uh, is on screen. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. In in I don't captivate. I've I've used it many times, and it's uh, it. I just run into problems all over the place with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I also heard from some other people. Um, but yeah, I I really don't mind the lack of it. I I I like the player uh, adjustments, automatic adjustments. The swipe options are nice, um, and uh, yeah, I I think the if you have a really big. Uh, you know, complex interaction on the screen with many objects, with a lot of things going on. You you can't really uh, adapt that to a smaller screen. You know, in terms of repositioning things, because uh, the nature because of the nature. If you imagine a chessboard being on a, in the storyline, you can't break that in half and put the half of it under underneath underneath it. You know, it just <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> I I think you're challenging me. Um no, and 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 not to say it'd be easy to to use it, but just to have it available because um sometimes we do courses that aren't as complex uh from an interactive level. Um but we could certainly push that learner experience through the different devices. Um and uh Yeah, but 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 my answer would be uh then if you have a non-interactive, non-super-interactive course that, that you use Rise, you know, I think that's why it's there. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. And I think as time moves forward, uh, you know, the, the situation will kind of solve itself. Um, and, and again, we don't do a lot of phone stuff 
and PC stuff like in one course, but sometimes it comes up and uh, mm -hmm. it'd be great to be able to develop for both uh, in one tool. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure there's a necessity for that. Yeah. Okay, Dave, I I think uh, we've came to the end of the episode too. Uh, I see our timer, so I think we'll have to wrap it up. Uh, thank you, and please tell the listeners where can they find you. Uh, they can find me at uh, lumengroup.com if uh, you need e-learning uh, courses or instructional animations. Uh, also, uh, 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 which, where can you find me? Uh, e-learninglocker, elearninglocker.com. Uh, if you need uh, templates or various things like that, and also I've been posting a lot of my videos uh, to explain, you know, situations I run into and storyline and other e-learning uh, projects I'm working on. I like to post videos and and explore those. So uh, they're good. They're good videos. Go go check them out. Well, thank you very much, and yep, hoping to have a number more now with uh, uh, Articulate 360 uh, to explore that a little bit, and then. Uh, Pretty active on Twitter, um, Dave underscore Charney. Uh, you can check me out there. And, and how about you, Nate? Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, N-E-J-C-D. Because if I say Nate's D, <laughs> it will be hard for you guys to find me. Uh, and also on the elearningbrewery.com. You can find the show notes for this episode and other future episodes at uh, theelearningguys.com. And if you have any questions or feedback, you can also contact us directly from the page, uh, as mentioned before, theelearningguys.com. So hope to catch you in the next episode and uh, have a good day. You too. Take care. <laughs>